Hey, Bravo babes. Welcome to All Things Bravo. I'm Hannah. And I'm Kara. All right. Well, a new Housewives came out. Yeah. Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. So buckle up, people. We got four shows to talk about today. And I'm, I apologize. I must say I did not get to watch the full episode of Orange County. I only got through half of it because by the time I was done, got home from work, done watching Vanderpump, and of course I have to watch General Hospital, it was like midnight. And so I forgot to record it so that I could only watch it on Peacock. So then this morning I start watching it on Peacock and then you came over so that we could watch the uh, uncensored Vanderpump reunion. Yeah, so I'm sorry, people. I only got through half of it, but Hannah could fill you in. Yes, and fill me in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, what do you have from the beginning of Orange County? Uh, the Tamara's back. Yep, I know a lot of people are very happy about that. Wow, gee. I watched Orange County a long time ago, but then I just kind of like lost interest in it. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really watched it in a while. Yeah. But you know what? I really like how she's straightforward and tells everybody how it is. Yeah. I like that. Someone that just tells you how it is. Yeah. Like right ahead and be like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like people like that, that just tell you straight up are very good for reality TV. Yes. Because they can be controversial or like upset people yeah cause drama Mm -hmm. what's her face said this and this about me well did you do it probably yes (laughs) yeah and then oh um well and that shannon was like upset because she thought that her and tamara were really close and then after tamara left then um she was saying shit to like the outlets about her that she's like an alcoholic or a user to me a user is somebody that does like all sorts of drugs you know if you're drinking okay she's an alcoholic you say she's an alcoholic but a user to me it seems like you're putting some pills in there and Mm -hmm. with some alcohol so i don't know really what she meant by that yeah well tamra says that after she got fired that Shannon just ghosted her. So that's why she went, from her point of view, that's why she went and said all these things. Because she was upset that Shannon ghosted her. But according to Shannon, she said she didn't ghost her. I don't know who to believe. I guess Tamara, because she's more the... She's so straightforward, I don't know why she'd be lying. Right. And then, well, Shannon and Emily were out hiking... And my God, she's thirsty and she lets the dog drink out of the water dish and then she starts drinking the water. Well, then do you hear what she says after that? (laughs) That dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans, which I've heard that too, but I'm sorry. I think it's I'm not going to go pick up my dog's water bowl and start drinking from it. With all the dog drool in there, that's just going to make me gag. I've seen the water bowl. After my dogs drink out of it, and there is like, looks like saliva in there. Sometimes their hair gets in there. I wouldn't drink directly after the dog. Like, okay, I have a bulldog. You have a bulldog. Yes. And a mastiff with those giant lips Mm -hmm. and the saliva gets in there and the bulldogs too. And just like, Mm -hmm. it's disgusting. How could you drink out of a dog's water dish? Well, she said that she shares her... Spoons and forks with the dog. Okay, I'll feed my dog off of the fork. But and then after the fork I'm is done, done for. Yeah. <laughs> after I'm done eating, like I'll save a last bite for her mm-hmm. and just be like, here you go. Yeah, that's what I do with Riggs. Like, because, you know, he stares at me with those little cute eyes. <laughs> but I tell him, he, I'm like, you have to be patient. And then I'll give him some when I'm done. That spoon or fork is not going back in my mouth. No. That's disgusting. It really is. Okay, and then please tell me why. I was like, how old was I? 10, 11, got bit by my dog and went to the hospital and they cleaned it out. And they're like, well, dogs, that's where I think I heard it from. A dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's. Why the fuck do 
my leg gets so infected. Because their mouths are not cleaner. No. Why would their mouths be cleaner? They lick their assholes. They lick their butthole. They they even even just like licking their paw, like they're walking on the ground outside. I mean, unless you put shoes on your dog. But even still, like the floor of your house isn't like isn't always gonna be a hundred percent clean. Ugh. I don't think that's true. And Unless there's some kind of, like, little agent in their mouth that, like, cleanses it. Like, we at least brush our teeth every day. Twice a day. Like, they don't... I mean, I think there's some people that brush their dog's teeth. Yeah, there are. I don't. I don't either. But, yeah, I don't... That's what dentist sticks are for. Yes. (laughs) They do keep their teeth real white. (laughs) But, yeah, I just... I think that's a myth. I feel like that can't possibly be true. No. Mm-mm. And then I got where Heather was bringing, um, I don't even know his first name. I just Terry. Got, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. DeBro. <laughs> <laughs> from botched. But um, bringing him home from the hospital. I'm like, oh, what happened? Did he like get a knee replacement? No, he just tore his meniscus. Honey, I've had three of those surgeries, and when I came home from the hospital, I wasn't in a wheelchair. I was using my damn crutches. Why is he being so lazy and going in a wheelchair? Well, when you're rich and you can have a wheelchair, why wouldn't you just go in the wheelchair? That's true. They have an elevator in their house. And she just, bam, bashed him (laughs) right into it. She's like, you know, they just repaired it. Let me mess it up again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he's laying in bed, and he's, like, feeling her ass. Mm-hmm. Like, nice. So weird. <laughs> but that's all that I got to. Okay. Well, so then I have, after all that, Jen's situation has got to be so weird for her boyfriend. Like, it shows them moving into a new house, not the boyfriend, just Jen and her family. And there's a box... And he's like, or she's like, there's a box. This this is a box of shoes. And he's like, oh, are they your shoes or Will's shoes? And I'm like, who's Will? <laughs> like, that's weird. So then, then she says that Will is her ex-husband. And he lives in Oklahoma running her family's business. And so I guess he's he's not, he doesn't come to... California, California super often. But so when he does, he stays at the house and she goes and stays at her boyfriend's house. So, like, they're not actually living together. They just but share that, a house. And when he's there, she just goes to... But that's just got to be so weird for your boyfriend. Like, he was like, can I can I try on Will's jacket? <laughs> I think he said it as a joke. But, like, it's got to be weird. Like, you go into your girlfriend's closet and there's... All her ex-husband's clothes. That's just got to be weird. And then it's like, how is it going to work out when he eventually wants them to live together? Yeah, that's true. Like, then I guess is Will going to have his own house? Probably. Or is he going to stay with them? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I just thought... I just feel like that has to be so weird for her boyfriend. I think it'd be weird. Like, you see his stuff in the house. Like, yeah, it's fine because they don't. Like, he doesn't come into town and they're staying at the house together. But it's still weird to go there and, like, you're hanging out and you, like... Also, and I mean, I'm sure they, like, wash the sheets and stuff. But isn't that weird that then, like, let's say they, like, hook up in her bed. Then then her ex-husband comes and he's sleeping in that bed. Unless he sleeps in a different room, maybe. But his clothes were in the closet with her clothes. See, it's got to be weird. That is weird. Very weird. And does she have kids? Yeah, that's that's why. Because they have kids together, so they don't want to, like... This way it doesn't disrupt the kids' lives. Okay, I could see it that not wanting to to disrupt your kids' lives... But you'd still think that it has to be a little weird for the kids that it's like, okay, like, like you know, it's nice they don't have to go from, like, home to home. But isn't it weird for them that, like, oh, dad's in town, so 
mom's just gone and then once dad leaves mom comes back i think it's and especially because he lives in oklahoma and doesn't come to california like like crazy often i don't think it would be that bad for like he comes in and then they go to his house because it's it's not like they're ping-ponging every weekend or right. it's whatever. Right, it's once in a while. Yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> we'll see eventually if her, if she decides to move in with her boyfriend eventually, what will happen there, because curious, it's really weird. Okay. So, what else do you got? So then I have, later on, towards the end of the episode, Gina is so dumb. So at Jen's little yoga thing, when they're done with the yoga and they go inside, Tamara, Emily, and Gina are sitting there talking about how Tamara should have a conversation with Shannon because Shannon is there as well. And they're standing by the food table talking. And Emily is mid-sentence talking about Shannon. And then Shannon walks in. Now, like, yeah, Gina's back was to her, but Emily, mid-sentence, is just like, oh, yeah, it's so much cooler in here. And Gina didn't get the hint. Like, if you're talking about somebody who's at the same event as you, and somebody all of a sudden is like, yeah, it's so much cooler in here, wouldn't you kind of take the hint? Yeah. And then Shannon even comes around to, like, the side of her, and then she's, like, behind Tamara, but I'm like, you don't see somebody out of the like the corner of your eye. Like you're not aware. Like if you're talking trash about somebody, well, it wasn't really talking trash. Cause they're just saying how Tamara should have a conversation with her. But if you're talking about somebody at the same event as you, wouldn't you want to be aware of who's around you? Yeah. Maybe it's like the all their Botox, like their eyes don't it, it hinders their <laughs> like it sticks out next to their eyes so you don't <laughs> I don't know. But so then Shannon's like, oh, is this about me? And I, but I was just like, how did Gina not get the hint? And why are you talking about somebody at the same event as you and you're not being aware of your surroundings? Right. But then next episode looks interesting because then we have Tamara and Shannon having a meal together. And it seems like there's some arguing there. But was what's her face sitting there? Who? I thought I saw a preview. There is a preview where they're kind of arguing and they're on a boat. Is that what you're talking about? What's her face? Who used to be on Beverly Hills? Oh, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is like just the two of them. Oh, okay. Okay. At lunch. But I do know because I believe on Watch What Happens Live last night, Tamara said that her and Shannon have like become friends again oh okay but then also like the trailer for the rest of the season looked good it looks like we get some drama but yeah it it was it was just kind of hard watching this episode right after i watched vanderpump (laughs) because nothing could live up to that so i found myself during most of the episode kind of bored yeah but i think it's just because i was watching it directly after vanderpump but Let's get into some Atlanta now. Marlo, I don't know how she's claiming that she didn't slam the door. I don't know either because they showed (laughs) it like a hundred times. Yes. Her arm going. Now, I do think because Marlo that night was like acting kind of crazy. You know, banging on Kenya's door. Summer's here. Whatever. (laughs) She was acting crazy. And I don't think she did it intentionally to Marlo. I think she just would have done it whoever was behind her. Manetta? Oh, that's what I meant, Manetta. I'm be- I'm becoming you. I'm getting them confused. <laughs> it's the M names. I, fin- um, I finally clicked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I don't think she did it intentionally to Manetta. I think no matter who was directly behind her, it would have happened. She just did it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think Manetta should really be too upset about that. Well, and they were in the morning. 
you know, when they were sitting there with Sheree, with Sheree you know, she, Magneta brought it up and Mar- and Marlo did apologize for it. Mm-hmm. And then they were talking about how Kenya got sick mm-hmm. or Sheree was telling them and um, who was it? Uh, oh, They call her on the phone. Yeah. And then she's like, you guys could just leave and blah, blah, blah. Sonya got like, all right, see you later. Oh, that was the night before. Was it? When she, so Kenya I thought it was in the morning. No, Sonya was gone by then because in the evening, Kenya was, she was mad that they're all banging on her door. Her daughter's in there with her. And then she said that she just wants her core people to stay there. Like Magneta and Sheree. Then Sonia was like, okay, I'm leaving then. And Which then she left. Her. I don't blame her. Yeah. I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah. And then I believe you, she... You you invite me on this trip, so I'm thinking I'm one of your core friends, and then you're going to mm-hmm. sit there and say, I just want my core friends here. And what I thought was crazy about that, too, was Sonia was saying how she came with them, then she was going to leave... I think go back to Atlanta. She had a show to do. Yeah. And then she was going to come back. Right. Like, if that is not somebody that is a close friend, like, I like yeah. I don't, like, like what did Sonia do? Like, Sonia, I don't know. Which, uh, Sonia thinks that it's because that Kenya has this little issue because she's so close to Magneta. And Kenya is not that close to Magneta. I mean, uh, Marlo. Marlo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never gotten them confused until now. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, should I correct her again or just let her fly? Oh, my God. <laughs> this was you for the past two episodes, and now it's me. But you're talking oh with such confidence, I just want to, all right, let her go. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So let me just restate that. Sonia thinks that Kenya is upset because Sonya is so close to Marlo. Yeah. And Kenya's not that close to Marlo. But then Marlo and Courtney, they still stay. Then in the morning when they call Kenya at the hospital, it was Marlo, Magneta, Courtney, and Sheree. And then what was confusing that, or at least to me, which we talked about this a couple days ago, when they were going to go visit her in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then... Well, when they asked if they could come visit, Kenya said no. Then when we see them in the lobby of the hotel, Marlo says that... Well, so first... I don't remember if it was Sheree or Magneta, says that Kenya's assistant texted saying that she was running a fever and they're keeping her there to run tests. Then Marlo says that she tried to send flowers and they said that she already checked out. Right, which I'm thinking that she checked out of the hospital. See, then I was confused and I was like, did she check out of the hospital or out of the hotel? Like... Was Marlo going to send her flowers to be, like, in her room when she got back? Or was she trying to send these flowers to the hotel? I mean, to the hospital. Because I could see her being checked out of the hotel, like, because she has her assistant, and then she also said that she had a nanny. So I could see, she says, you know, like, to the nanny, you know, you can just take my daughter back home. There's no need for her to sit in the hotel room. And then if she tells her assistant, can you pack up my room, bring my stuff here, once they say I'm good to go, we're just going to go straight home. Like, I don't want to go back to the hotel, pack everything, and then go home. So I was like, I could see her being checked out of the hotel. That makes sense. But, but why they don't clarify it. Like, did she check out of the hospital? That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Which then I'm like, why was the assistant saying that they're going to run tests? But then according to Marlo, she's already checked out. Right. I didn't get that. Yeah, I was a little confused by that. 
And Marlo's like, this is the worst girls trip ever. We went from six six people to three. Mm-hmm. No, there was four of them. No, she said there were six. No, but then there's four left. Three. Four. Marlo, Magnetta, Courtney, Sheree. Well, I'm, they need to fix that on the TV. Because <laughs> Courtney was still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, what is crazy to me is Candy has been married for almost oh nine God. years. Yes. Why is her mom still being so mean to her husband? I have no idea. Yeah, I just feel like they've been together for so long. Like, what? Like, what is she still like? Like, fix your issues. He's around. He's there. Yeah, it's her kid's father. Mm-hmm. Be a little nicer. Exactly. Don't publicly humiliate him. I know. And then, like, she brings up that like he doesn't take out the trash, and that he should be teaching the six year old how to take out the trash. I thought that was a little weird. I was like. I don't know that a six-year-old needs to learn how to take out the trash. No, Can he even carry time. the trash? <laughs> but, like, first of all. And he's short. She's constantly putting it, putting it in the short. Which, okay, maybe she likes tall guys. But, obviously, Candy likes him, his height. It's not obviously. an issue for her. And it's like, why are these things that, like, okay, maybe she wouldn't want a man like that. But it... Like, it's not like, I could see if she's like, you know, like, I don't know, like if he's cheated on her or something and you're like, I don't like him. Right, but he But her issues are that, like, he doesn't take out the trash. And I'm like, first of all, they might have somebody that takes out the trash for them. Or if Candy takes out the trash, obviously she doesn't, she doesn't care. So, like, why is that an issue for her mom? I don't know. That's what I don't get. But then when Candy said, what are you and your man like? And she said, I don't have a man. Well, now you know why. Well, and maybe you don't have a man. Maybe you shouldn't be talking about your daughter's man. Yeah, but at least they're going to. They're going to go to therapy or whatever and work on that. Do you think that Sheree took back her She by Sheree stuff at the reunion? Yeah. She said that was her bag. Her stuff was in it. Like Mm -hmm. the bag that Drew wanted. Yeah. That was that was Sheree's. See, but then this other stuff that they got, did they did she do you think she took it back? Probably. She's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to pay for things, so why would yeah. she give shit away? I think it was just there, oh, you guys get this, also, but nobody got anything. Why doesn't she just go up to Sheree and say, Sheree, I really love that bag? And then Sheree could be like, Oh, like, that's my bag. My stuff is in it. But I'll send you one. Because she's too cheap. She or she can Drew say, oh, she could have said, that's my bag. It's got my stuff in it. But you can go buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But. But that was weird. Let's bring out, like, oh, here's some She by Sheree. And. And then <clears throat> nobody gets any. Yeah. That was weird. That is weird. Um, I cannot wait for the Candy Marlowe fight next episode. Oh yeah. Honestly, I don't remember like what it's supposed to what the fight's supposed to be about. But I remember they were fighting about something and uh Candy gets so aggressive when she fights with people. Yeah, she does. I I'm into it. That's the kind of fighting I like to see. But um like Kenya, Sheree, and Drew, they got that Vita drips. And I think Sheree and is it Sheree or Sheree? I believe it's Sheree. Okay. That Sheree and Drew worked their shit out. It seemed like they did. But that's it for, because then I just have where they go to whatchamacallit. Yeah, that's it for Atlanta. Yeah. So let's get into New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm really mad at them because. They waited till the end. To- it, they did the same thing with Raquel and Vanderpump. Yeah. In episode two. Like, that's what I wanted to see. Then they wait till the last minute, bring her out, episode's over. And they, like, for New Jersey, what I really want to see is when all the guys come out and they start getting into this Bo Deedle stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm interested in. So then I'm, like, sitting here waiting for the guys to come out. They bring them out, boom, episode's over. 
So I'm a little mad about that. But I loved in the beginning when Teresa is, you know, trying to say that Melissa put her in jail, yada, yada, her and Joe. And then Andy tells Teresa, well, you were married to the person that put you in jail. Exactly. At the end of the day, does it really freaking matter who called the FBI on you? Because if your husband wasn't doing this, didn't involve you. You would have no issues. Yeah. Yeah. But he was doing it. Mm-hmm. He did involve her by having her sign things. And what it sounded like to me was like his ex-partner called the FBI. And then she's trying to say that Joe and Melissa hung out with that person. But how how would Joe and Melissa, like, what if they were hanging out with this person, having but, no but, idea that they called the FBI? But Melissa said, I don't even know who this person is. And then Teresa's like, well, Joe does. Joe hung out with him. Uh-huh. And then accusing them of calling the FBI. And then Jennifer is like, yeah, there's proof from the FBI. What proof? Unless you're going to come out and show this proof. Don't, don't bring it up. Right. Where's like, the receipts? You yeah, need the receipts. It's really like, I feel like this season is really annoying because it's like, there, there's no receipts. Like, everything that this Laura girl's saying. All we're getting is Laura said this. Where is Laura? Bring her out. Well, that's because Laura's been trying to get on the show. Margaret yeah. tried getting her on the show, and then Teresa and Jennifer. Well, at this point, they're talking about her so much, somebody should put her on the show. But did you hear them say that Margaret, like Laura, like Laura or Margaret told Laura... You know, about Melissa in the backseat of the car. Mm-hmm. Then, but she had already known about it. Okay, that whole thing. And what then, I thought was so interesting was when Andy says, like, Danielle, do you feel set up? Knowing now that Jennifer already told Melissa. So she knew. Like, why? Melissa the- had already talked to Joe. And, like, and then Jennifer talked to Melissa. Right. So why at that party, when Danielle says, I'm going to go tell Melissa, why would Jennifer... She just says, no, don't do that. Why wouldn't she say, I've already told her? Right. She already knows. Because they set you up. Then I was a little confused. Why is Danielle... When he asked her, do you feel set up? She said no. Then at the end... When she goes, right before yes. they bring the guys out, she's, she's in set. a dressing room with her husband and says, they I, set me they up. They set me up, yep. Well, why didn't you say that on the stage? Right, because she doesn't want to, she's on I the think because, Teresa and Jennifer side. And you know what I think that it could be, too? Because she, I've seen on social media, she hangs out with them. Like, they were all, like, they, I think it was just recently Nate's birthday. And um, I saw Jennifer, Bill Aiden, Teresa, Louie. We're at his party. So I'm like, I'm kind of wondering, like, does she know that they set her up? She's mad about it telling her husband. But in front of them, she's going to act like everything's fine because if they don't, like, if there's a rift between them, then who's her friend? Nobody. They're her only connection to the show now. Right. Because Rachel doesn't want to be her friend. Margaret doesn't want to be her friend. I mean, her... I think that Melissa could, if Danielle says, wow, they really set me up and I didn't see it in the moment, I could see Melissa yeah, forgiving her. But, like, nobody else wants to be her friend, so she has to stay on that Teresa-Jennifer little bandwagon. Well, yeah, according to Teresa, Melissa's not going to be there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Andy. And she's like, I don't have to see your face anymore. I mean, Andy's like... Yeah, let me know how that goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, and you know, I want to know why Why would Jacqueline be coming for Melissa? What happened there? I have no idea. All I know is in a couple seasons ago, Jackie came back on the show. Her and Teresa were not getting along. Mm-hmm. And then they like had like a little sit down, but everyone was there. And... um. They just, like, got into it, and Jacqueline left. Mm -hmm. Well, now, apparently, Jacqueline and Teresa have made up. Right. And then those texts that Melissa reads, 
Jacqueline made an Instagram comment about it saying that, like, like, yeah, those were things that she said when her and Teresa were not getting along. Like, it's no secret that they didn't like each other, but that they're friends now. But, like, like why is she coming? Why is she... Just because her and Teresa made up, like, why is, she, why is Jacqueline going to come after Melissa now? Probably because she... Um, because Teresa talked her into it? And read her text message out to everybody. But... When Dolores says, this isn't going to be good for you, you better, you know, watch out or whatever. Jacqueline's coming for you. This was prior, at this point, only the people at the reunion know that that Melissa just read these texts. Jacqueline doesn't know that. So why is Dolores saying, this isn't going to be good for you, Melissa? Like, Jacqueline's coming coming for you. And then Teresa says that when when this is all over, Jacqueline's coming for you. But, like, why? I have no idea. And, like, unless you're going to give me a reason why, don't say it because it's annoying. There's nothing. I mean, when Jacqueline and Teresa were fighting, Melissa was sticking up for Teresa. Uh, Maybe that's why. Jacqueline just doesn't like Melissa. Maybe. I don't know. I think she she called Melissa Teresa's puppet. Oh. Okay, so if she doesn't like Melissa, I guess that would be why. You know, I thought it was really funny when when Jennifer Aiden is going on and on and on about this this bad nose job comment or whatever. And then Rachel's like, can you get her to shut up? And Andy's like, she'll just run out of gas in a minute. And yeah. they're all just sitting there and she's like, rah, rah, rah. And then eventually she just dies down. What cracked me up is that um, that whole comment that Margaret's like a better friend than an enemy. And like Teresa said it to... Jennifer and Danielle, mm-hmm. like, oh, Margaret's a better friend than an enemy. You don't yeah. want her as an enemy. Then they flash back to a couple years ago when they when were- When Jackie says it. When Jackie said it. But Jackie wasn't fighting with either one of them. I think her, I think, or Margaret and Teresa were arguing. But it had nothing to do with Jackie. And Jackie just said it like- Jackie just said it. She wasn't out here trying to warn somebody. No, she like was Teresa. talking to Dolores, just saying, well, you know, Margaret is a better friend than an enemy. Yeah. Where it's then, like she just said it. Right. But then Teresa's like, well, that's where I got it from. Lie. You weren't standing there. Okay. Well, even even if that's where she got it from. Jackie didn't say it in Jackie a Jackie just way. said it. She, and she wasn't like warning Dolores about Margaret. She just said it. Whereas Teresa and Jennifer were trying to warn Danielle. Right. Like, you know, like maybe don't be friends with Margaret. She's, you know, she's got this arsenal. You know, she is like better as a friend than an enemy. But yeah. they they were clearly like warning her about Margaret. When they, when they keep flashing back to the guys in their own dressing rooms, mm-hmm. which they had to be divided. <laughs> Mm-hmm. dressing room one and dressing room two yeah frank was like saying how everything's different this year yeah and he he basically said that it's ever since louis came mm-hmm. well it seems to be that any of the drama that's with the guys is with louis but also at the same time a good amount of the drama with the girls is also because of louis and they like, they never had to be separated ever. They were always in the same room. Mm-hmm. Even though like Jennifer was fighting with Margaret, Bill and Joe were still in the same room together. Well, they and, could still like carry on conversations with each other. It never bled into the husbands. Well, and also wasn't the only like fighting between the husbands between Joe and Joe. Yeah, but that was like a while ago. Yeah, like they, but I think that it like that was just. Joe and Joe, and I don't think, like, they could still be in a room together and not try to fight each other, like, for the reunion. But Louis is such an instigator. Louis is a giant instigator, and it's not just drama between two people. Joe has drama with him. Frank has drama with him. Um, John, John, right? John Fuda? Yeah. He has drama with him. And I think, like, you know, like, if... If in the past, if the two Joes were going to argue, people could be like, hey, hey, like, stop. 
Whereas now it's like there's literally three people against this one guy. So I could see why you'd want to separate them. Right. I found it kind of weird that Polly was with Louis. Well, you know what I thought was interesting? Was in the preview for next episode, um, which we heard in this episode, Frank saying how, you know, oh, little Frank. His, yeah, he closed his business and didn't But tell. he didn't tell him and he's ignoring his phone, phone calls. calls. But then we see in the preview for next episode, Andy says, Dolores, what happened with little Frank? And he said, she says, he got a new job or something like that. And Frank's like, oh, is that it? So. Oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of getting that, like. Dolores has blinders on? Well, it seemed like at the end of the season, you know, like she went over to, to Teresa's, but on the way there, she called Melissa. It seemed like she was in the middle not taking sides. But all of a sudden in this reunion, it's like from when the season wrapped until the reunion, something switched. And it seems to me that she's now like on Teresa's side. The way she tells Melissa, like, like this isn't going to be good for you. Like, you better watch out. Jacqueline's coming for you. And then she just leaves out the fact that Louis closed his company and never told her son Mm -hmm. and just says, oh, he got a new job. It's a little interesting to me. Yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff on New Jersey happens when cameras are not up. Yes. And we don't get the full picture and it kind of bugs me. It does. But, um, and then you know what's pretty interesting too is that when Rachel brings up that Jaden's birth mom was contacted by either Louie or Louie's PI or whatever. Teresa, like, is like, I don't know, like, as if she has no idea what she's talking about. And then also then Margaret brings up how her son. No, her daughter. No, it's her son, I thought. No, it was her daughter that was contacted by Louie. No, it's the son. I don't think she talks to the daughter. Because her kids are Jan's kids. I don't think they're hers. But I thought she said that she still has a really close relationship with the boy, but she's estranged from the girl. It's the son. Right. But if you're going to call somebody to find information, aren't you going to go to the one that you're not talking to? You would think, but I'm pretty sure it was I, the son. I think it was the daughter. Oh, I I could have sworn she said it was her. it was her son. I know, but then Andy said that there's like... This hack going around where people... That makes no sense to me, and that's so weird. But if there's a hack where housewives are calling housewives, or Andy and whatever, how is there a hack that a housewife's husband is calling a housewife's son at his business? He didn't call his cell phone. He called the business. And he called from his own cell phone. Because Andy asked Louie, is this your cell phone number? And he said, yeah. I don't believe, I think that they're just using this weird hack as an excuse. Because it would be one thing, like, like, it just doesn't make sense that, which, like, why, like, why would they be called, like, how would this fake call come in to her son's business? And they're all saying it's not a cell phone, it's a landline. Because it's like his business phone at his desk. Right. And then it's Louis threatening him. And then they're saying how when they answer the phone, it's usually nobody there. Right. But then, of course, Teresa's like, no, I answer and there's people talking. Right. And then she shows on her phone that Margaret was calling her. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like... I don't think that this hack makes sense for Louis calling Margaret's son. No. And I think it's really convenient that Louis in the back and then Teresa's getting these phone calls. Yeah, from Margaret. How do we know that she didn't just freaking from, right? Like, have Louis call? Like, if the she name to kn- Margaret and like, like she knows about this, so she's preparing. Obviously, there's no way Margaret's not going to bring that up, right? So I don't know, but it's it's very interesting because you know Teresa's like denying all this or whatever, or acting like she doesn't know what's going on, and then when they show preview for next episode, Louis like. Somebody, I think Joe says something. I can't remember exactly what it is. But then Louis' little comeback is like, I know everything. 
And then that's when Joe's like, well, bring it all out. Say it then. Right. So I know. I can't wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. What was funny, remember how Andy yelled at Teresa mm-hmm. just to shut up that he's trying to talk? Yeah. Somebody made a post that Andy shouldn't be yelling at Teresa. Yeah, that's like I told you um, a couple episodes ago that I saw people online saying that, like, Andy shouldn't be yelling to them because, like, they're the talent and whatever. Um, but they won't shut up. And, okay, I think Andy is just so tired of they're bickering back and because forth. even in vanderpump he's like um like when when lala and sandoval are going like back and forth he's like um i'd like to hear you both speak like i don't think right and it's not i don't know I, it, it, like Teresa shoved him before i think he can tell her to shut up yeah i think so too i believe so yeah well i'm just waiting for next episode i want to see i want to hear about this bo deedle shit so do I, because I really think that he hired him, or at least he, Bo Deedle helped out a friend. Yeah. All right, let's get into Vanderpump. Sandoval, when he says, "We don't live our lives by logic," <laughs> what the Obviously. fuck? Yeah. Also, why, why are you not living your life by logic? But I guess it makes sense. That's why you're a forty-year-old man who is in a cover band and had a mistress for seven months because you're an idiot. Like your seven months, it was one time. <laughs> well, then we find out that this big, not so big reveal. We'll get into that later. But, <laughs> like, dude, you are forty freaking years old. But it was you one should time. be. No, mom. I'm talking about the logic. Not living his life by logic. I know. I'm just. It was one time. It was not one <laughs> time. He was an saying, idiot. But it was one time. He's an idiot. But, like, you're 40 years old. Like, you should be thinking logically. And, like, you should know actions have consequences. So you should be thinking about these things. You're not, like, an 18-year-old. No. You are fucking 40 years old. Like, get your fucking shit together. Every time he kept talking, you know what kept coming, popping in my head? What? That song, Sandoval's a Liar. Sandoval's a liar. <laughs> Sandoval's a liar. And James was singing it in my yeah. head. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then what, what was really, really getting on my nerves is how does Raquel and Sandoval not understand that, like, Yes, Lala and James hooking up in the beginning of their relationships was not, that's not a good choice to make. But how do they not understand that that is different from what they did? I mean, maybe because Sandoval was trying to push the narrative that it only happened one time. Yeah, that's why. But we all know that he's lying. We all know he's a liar. We got confirmation at the end of the episode. But it's like you had this crazy long affair. And Raquel was your girlfriend, your life partner's best friend. That's so different than Lala and James, where Lala did not know Raquel. They were they were drunk. No, she did know Raquel. It was in the beginning. But not of, really. Right. They weren't friends. Yeah. Because she didn't like her anyways. But it, it's totally different. I don't know how mm-hmm. he could compare it to that. No, exactly. And Or even Raquel saying... James and Lala can't say anything because they fucked. Yeah, well, Lala was not your best friend, ho. <laughs> but then, like, that also leads us into the whole be- Lala being called a mistress, which, first of all, I just have to say, Raquel, like, literally has rocks for brain, for brain, as for a brain, I can't talk. Like, we all already knew that, but then when she says, like, well, Lala said that she was a mistress. And then they cut back to that scene where Lala was telling Raquel that she's not a mistress because of Oliver. Lala said, I've been the mistress. I've been the home-wrecking whore. She's saying what people have called her. Right. She's not saying that's what she is. But Raquel literally took that as, oh, my God, she's saying that she's a mistress and a home-wrecking whore. She's terrible. (laughs) I'm like, what a fucking idiot. She's so dumb. And Sandoval trying to say, well, she was a mistress. But the thing is. Lala didn't know. Because everything exactly. was out in the open. If you're FaceTiming him, or he's FaceTiming his kids with you next to him, you are you guys are going out in public places. Like, why would you think anything? 
And Lala said on her podcast several times, I think, that she was kind of questioning him. He took her to a therapist, like a couple's therapist. And the therapist said, like, Lala, I can tell you he's not married. Him and Amber were having issues or like they're separated. I wonder how much he paid that therapist. Probably a lot. <laughs> that therapist is a douchebag. But like if a therapist is saying like him and his wife are separated, like and he's telling you this, you're going out in public, he's FaceTiming his kids next to you, you're going on vacation together. Why would you think that he's lying to you? Right. And like this is not a situation like, like she didn't know Amber. She wasn't friends with Amber. So like she's gonna believe what he says. Versus Raquel, who is best friends with Ariana. So you can, you physically see that they're still together. They're acting like a couple. They still live together. And she questions her about her feelings for Tom. And she still says that she's, but yeah. he's, he's hot and loves him and all mm-hmm. this stuff. But yet you're still going to go and fuck him. Exactly. And it's like you, <clears throat> no more. No matter, no matter what Sandoval is saying to her, because I guarantee you, like, he was lying to her, saying, me and Ariana, we're not hooking up. Our relationship's not doing good. I believe he told her those things. But even if he did, she is there to witness them still living together, being like a couple. And and, and talking to and her. like, like original season finale, her talking to Ariana. And Ariana's saying she still wants to be in the relationship. Right. So it's like, you got told by... Your boyfriends. Did you hit the mic? Yeah, I did. (laughs) So, like, Raquel just got told by her boyfriend's life partner she wants to be in this relationship. So, like, you are a mistress. If she really wanted to be with Tom and didn't want to be a mistress, like, she should have said, Tom, I really like you. I have feelings for you. And, like, if you want this to go further, nothing's going to happen until you and Ariana are broken up. Exactly. That's what she should have done. And, okay, so freaking weird. You know, when they talk about Raquel kissing Schwartz after she hooked up with Sandoval, she says that, like, they put a lid on it. So then she felt some chemistry with Schwartz. But then in her reveal, she says that they they had hooked up one time. Then she said, this can't be a thing. We're not, like, we can't keep doing this. Then she saw him in the hallway drunk, invites him in. They hook up, and then they've hooked up several times in Mexico. So I want to know where the Schwartz kiss fits in that Mexico timeline. Because she's trying to throw everybody off. Yeah. I mean, okay, she is dumb. She's very naive. So Tom probably said, this is what's going on in my and Ariana's relationship, but let's keep a lid on this. Well, it sounded like she was the one that said, let's keep a lid on this. We're not, we can't do this. After their first hookup. And then... Tom's probably like, no, let's just keep going on, <clears throat> but not say anything or make it public. Mm-hmm. Give it some time for him and Ariana to yeah. be done with. So that's why I think the whole Oliver thing happened. Because Oliver well, technically came back to Beverly Hills or California, wherever they are. Wait, wait. What is weird to me now that I think about this? the wait, whole kiss thing. But... If the timeline is correct, that they hooked up after boys' night, then Oliver happened before their first hookup. Right. But then he comes into town, and Raquel said that starting in Mexico, they became a regular thing. So then she was just going to go on a date with Oliver? Yeah. I want to know if Peter. Peter was way in the beginning. This shit had been going on way before. I think it was going on longer than they say. I really do. But then what I want to know is, was Oliver and 
Schwartz, were they distractions? Like Tom as the puppet master being like, we need yes. to that. Or was Raquel mad that he's not breaking up with Ariana? Oh, that's because a good one. what could be interesting too is maybe the only reason that Sandoval told Schwartz is because, you know, Raquel is mad. I'm going to go make out with Schwartz. So then he goes and tells Schwartz so that Schwartz would be like, whoa, like, I'm not taking that any further. Or unless he only told Schwartz so they could use his apartment. I don't know. There's several different scenarios. And nobody will know the truth because nobody will say the truth. No. And it's like we got some of the truth from Raquel. But not all of it. But not, yeah, not all of it. And you know, Schwartzy. Sitting there through this whole thing. But after he popped those pills, did you notice his eyes got like really red mm -hmm. and glassy? And he's probably sitting there like. You know what is interesting is he did Jackson Brittany's podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. But I've seen things on Instagram that Schwartz sounds like he's very angry at Sandoval. Says he hasn't talked to Sandoval in a while. So I wonder if now there's going to be a whole. Good, break down you know, to their relationship. Sandoval used him. He really did. And I think that, like, as, like, annoying as Schwartz has been this season and, like, you know, him always choosing the wrong people, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, he, anybody deserves to have friends better than Tom Sandoval. And I think if he can finally see that, then I think that Schwartz very easily could come back into the group and i think even if he goes to ariana and says you know initially i made a mistake like taking sandoval's side and like he manipulated me and used me and i'm sorry if like any of any of his like involvement somewhat like hurt her i think but if he says i no longer want to be friends with sandoval like i think they would all take him back i think so except for maybe katie (laughs) oh well not katie not katie (laughs) but but katie brought up something what that when they were when they went from the beach to tom's house sandoval's Mm -hmm. house and they were in the jacuzzi tom had the dogs so he went home so he has no idea if they hooked up or not yeah what maybe he's the one that found them in bed together no. I still want to know that. Mom, I think it's Katie. Okay. Based off of when Sheena says that she started to get suspicious based off of what Lala was saying and then what Katie saw. So I think it was Katie. If Schwartz, Mom, Schwartz was hiding the secret for him until it came out. He's not going to go and tell people, yeah, I saw them in bed together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. And, you know, Raquel sitting here saying how she decided that she didn't want to be a people pleaser and she's only going to please herself. I don't think that not being a people pleaser means you go and fuck your best friend's boyfriend. No. At that point, like, there's a difference between being like, you know what, I'm going to stop pleasing everybody else and I'm going to do things for me. That's very different than, like, because you can still do things that make yourself happy and respect other people. She was being completely disrespectful to Ariana. So, like, don't say that. Right. Like, that's not an excuse. And she just has no emotion. No. When Ariana's sitting there, which, okay, you know what? If you don't want to, if you don't feel that much emotion towards Sheena crying, which you should, that's one thing. But then Ariana, the person that you, like, I mean, she did do Sheena wrong, but she did this directly to Ariana, and she's crying, and you're just staring at her, straight-faced. And the things that Ariana was calling Rachel Mm -hmm. and telling her, like, how she is as a person, Mm -hmm. I think if somebody said that to me, I would have cried. Just because... And the way that Ariana is looking at her, and she's like, you are nothing. Yes. Like, that doesn't... That's that not affect me. I would start crying and be like, "Oh my god," you know. But no, like, she like just even, sat there and like took it. Yeah, and it's like even, even like, I don't know. It's just so crazy to me that that didn't. I mean, she got up. Didn't afterwards. 
And the, but she got then, a drink of water, but she never shed a tear. No, it seemed like it. Totally and she did just not got up to her. get water. I thought like nobody had to say like I mean Andy, Andy when she got up said like no come back, but then when she went to get her water, nobody was like Raquel come on like come back like it didn't even look like producers were telling her to go back. She just took a sip of water and went back. But yeah, I was she's like, like I just need water. Like even though obviously Raquel because she keeps saying that she like. I guess these are our consequences. Like she didn't, she didn't know that these would be the consequences. Which I don't know how you don't know that this is going to be the consequence. It's very obvious. But to have somebody sit there and like look you dead in your eye and tell you you are nothing, how does that not affect you? I don't know, especially when it's your supposed best. Somebody friend. that you hurt. Somebody that has been in your corner ever since you met this group of friends, came on the show, and she looks you dead in your eye and says you are nothing. What do you mean me cry? Yeah, and, like, you don't feel anything? Like, that was mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I I was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, not even me shedding a tear. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet... And her in the end reveal, she starts crying because she yeah. feels. I guess I'm, after everything everyone said during the reunion, it finally mm-hmm. hit her how much of a shitty fucking person she is. I am so torn about her crying. So, I'm sure everybody knows this, but the big reveal is that, you know, it's been going on since Mexico. They hooked up before Mexico, though. She admits that Tom was coaching her. And then she says that the one story they agreed on is the night with the jacuzzi that Ken brought up. They agreed on that. (laughs) They agreed on that because, and then she starts crying, saying how it it looks so much worse to hook up with your friend's boyfriend in her home while she is away at a funeral. Her grandma's I, funeral. That she was very, very, very close, close to. to. I am so mm-hmm. torn. Because when I initially watched it, I was like, she is crying because she's talking about how this is going to make her look really bad. And I think that Raquel is very much about her image. So I'm like, is is that why she's crying? Because now it's coming out and she knows that everyone's going to know this now. But nobody knew that this last five minute thing happened until recently. They didn't know what it was about or whatever. I think that everything everybody said during the reunion mm-hmm. finally like hit her. Mm-hmm. Well, and- see, then I was also wondering if it's because she's now realizing. And she says that Tom is the only person that she has left. And if she betrays him, she has nobody else. Maybe she's crying because she's realizing that coming out with this, she's going to have nobody because Sandoval's going to be pissed at her. Or is she realizing, like, you know, and she says they're totally saying, well, she's saying they're saying that she's so tired of lying. She obviously is very mentally weak and is very easily manipulated. And maybe she's realizing, like, oh, my God, like, I'm so tired of lying. He's forced me to lie. Like. And, you know, Lala said on her podcast that she saw somebody say that Tom Sandoval is like Charles Manson and Raquel is like one of his followers. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, is she realizing that this whole time she's been manipulated by this guy? But then finding out that she's sending letters to him, postcards, we saw him on the phone with her on the airplane. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, is is that true that she's crying because she feels manipulated? Or is it that she did feel manipulated and she's crying at that moment? But then now, later on down the line, she's like, oh, my God, like, I loved him so much. He was, you know, he made Maybe me feel seen. Maybe forgave her for coming out with the truth. Maybe. Because in all honesty, Maybe in all honesty. Maybe that she said all that. Maybe he didn't know, but he would now. Yeah. Because also, they didn't send... They didn't send it to anybody. Yeah, they had to... I don't know if they got it the night before or if they had to watch it. I think Lala said that they were watching it live 
with everybody else. So maybe now it'll be a different story, but I'm just so like torn as to like why she was crying. I don't know, and I'm really surprised that like I watched What Happens Live that Lala like feels that Rachel now feels remorse for what she did. Mm-hmm. See, and I thought that was so interesting because, like I said, watching it, I was like, she's only crying because she knows that this is going to look bad for her. But then Lala says that she feels that she finally feels a little bit of remorse. And I was like, huh. See, I saw it totally different. But maybe coming from somebody who knows Raquel, that's what it was. I don't know. See, I'm surprised that Lala felt that way because Lala hates her so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, I mean, it's very obvious after watching this that, like, there is something mentally wrong with her. There is. So I really hope that she truly did go to a mental mental facility and that they were able to help her because. Maybe that's why she's still in Tucson. Maybe. I wonder if she's ever going to show her face again. Probably not. I, I don't think I would. But, I mean, well. I mean, you think I mean, about it. Vanderpump Rules, okay? You'd think it was like a show for kids in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Whoever thought that this whole scandal would be this big? So big. That's what's crazy. Like, people on the news were talking mm-hmm. about it. It's insane. Them being on The View, which, ugh, why are you on The View? I hate those women. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg and her farting on air. <laughs> and... Just being on all these shows, like, it is big. And, like, everybody from celebrities to nobody, like, Mm -hmm. is, like, so attracted to this. Yeah. See, and you know what is, like, kind of sad, though? Is that, you know, I believe that Tom and Raquel were both equally at fault for this. They are. Because Raquel was Ariana's best friend. But what's sad is that, like, I think that if Raquel seriously got, like, treatment, like, she has a better chance for redemption. If she's no longer than, with Tom or talking to him. But the thing is, is, like, what I think is sad is that I don't see how there could be a place for her on Vanderpump Rules anymore. No. Because I think even if she does fix herself mentally, I don't think anyone would just really want to be friends with her. No. But it's like, I mean, Sandoval, like, he's an evil person. And I think he is an evil person to his core. I think Raquel was just like, she's not mentally right, very easily manipulated. I don't know that she's necessarily evil. Like, again, like, Sandoval is this, like, Charlie Manson, and she's, like, a follower. Mm -hmm. The followers weren't necessarily evil people. They were just very easily manipulated and went along with it. Right. So, like, but the sad thing is, is that, like, I still see Tom being on the show because him and Ariana still live together. So people want to see how that unfolds. So it just, to me, it kind of sucks that, like, I still see a place for him on the show, at least as long as him and Ariana are still sharing a home. Like, if they were to, like, go separate ways, live in different places before the show, then I would see no spot for him. But with them still, like, people want to see that. And even the producer said that, you know, they didn't go separate ways. They still live together. That's something they would want to film. So it's like what sucks is that this person that is so evil to the core still has a spot on the show. But Raquel, who I think could possibly, maybe, maybe be fixed... But doesn't I, have it because no which and you know, obviously like, i don't see anybody like forgiving tom wanting to be his friend but it just sucks that which i don't think they want to be friends with either one of them ever but it just sucks that like there's still a place on the show for him and then she's just like kicked to the curb bye adios because how is she going to be in the show unless she's still connected to sandoval and then at that point you did not fix yourself no no but I think but I think I, I honestly think that if 
she was fixing herself and in a mental hospital. She wouldn't be sending him stuff. Why would she be sending him fucking letters? Yeah. She needs to break away from him. He's nothing but toxic. For I her. think that if Raquel because she's so dumb wants like I think that Raquel needs to go get herself mentally like go try and fix that. Right. And then don't don't come back to LA. Don't be on the show. Don't be with Sandoval. Just go live a normal life. Yeah. And don't do this to anybody else ever again. And like what kind of like disturbs me out of the whole thing is that in the beginning of her like confession con- confessional, mm-hmm. is she's like smiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. And that's then- what made me feel like when she's crying, she's only crying because it's gonna affect her. Her her image. Well, she fucked up her whole life because now I don't know what she's going to do. She can't do pageants to, anymore. I think that Raquel just needs to go live a normal life. I don't see her being on Vanderpump anymore. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Because I don't think any of them will ever be her friend again. It'll only work if she stays together with Sandoval and then that's like their, their storyline. Yeah. Which if that happens, then it's like I don't think there could be any redemption for her. No. Mm-mm. I don't think so. And then, which you know what? I actually don't know. You know, I was just saying that I think that she was just easily manipulated and she could be fixed. But then I just remembered that she, Ariana says on Watch What Happens Live that Raquel is sending him letters, but she doesn't know what they say because it's illegal to open someone's mail. And then she sends, sends postcards. Postcards. So I'm like... Maybe she's just as evil to the core as Sandoval is. Maybe. I don't know. I'm a little confused about Raquel. And very odd that she suggested being in a throuple. She wanted to be in a relationship with the three of them. See, okay, I could see them having, like, a threesome, but not a relationship. Like, because Ariana's into girls. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, if Ariana was open to that, I could see that happening, but I don't think... I think if Ariana was open to an addition in their relationship, that would have happened already. But it's weird. But even Ariana was like, no. Yeah, definitely not. Well, next week we have Secrets Revealed. We'll see if that's interesting or not. Yeah. And all right, my loves. This was an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. I wonder how life is going to be after Vanderpump. It's going to be boring. <laughs> Hopefully, it will still be exciting for you. Mm-hmm. But um, follow us on Instagram at All Things Bravo Pod, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, next Tuesday. Bye. Actually, Friday though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. Bye, guys.